Thanks for joining us for another episode of SDBC Podcast. Um, today, we actually have a very special guest, um, Margaret Lohnert. I always mispronounce it, so maybe you can correct us, Margaret. <laughs> yes, thanks, Paul. It's Lohnert. There you go. <laughs> Don't have the accent. Happy to be here today. Thank yeah. you. Um, so Margaret is actually a good friend of both me and Mary. Um, you guys share birthdays, don't you? We do. We do. November yes. 8th. There Birthday you go. Buddies. Yeah, so uh, we're very good friends, but also... Um, we, Mary and I love having guests who are not on staff or who are not in formal vocational ministry because I think that's awesome that we get to share about people who are in our church, who are a very important part of our church, and yet not on staff because oftentimes our episodes are filled with me and Mary or people on staff. So this is really refreshing, and I think it's cool. So thanks for joining us. Um, the reason we invited Margaret, though, was because we're going to talk about uh, one of our favorite themes to talk about here on our STBC podcast, which is the idea about rest, um, the need for rest, intentional rest. Uh, we talked about, uh, we had a couple episodes on the idea of Sabbath, mm-hmm. um, and we even talked about Pastor Jordan going on Sabbath and what that, um, how that impacted his life and his routines. Uh, but today we're, we want to talk about people who are in any kind of work field, right? Not just in ministry, not related to anything Christian, but any kind of workplace um, Margaret, you don't work for a Christian organization. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> and and you and I actually work for. We we love talking about work when we when we just chat. Um, I work for obviously a Christian organization, a not for profit charitable organization. Uh, you work for definitely a for profit organization. Absolutely. Uh, that makes um, um, it's a huge brand, uh, a very much a luxury good, I mm-hmm. guess, in in the industry. And and we get to talk about work and how it's similar because people are people everywhere. Yes. And at the same time, how people are different. But uh, one reason why we wanted you for this episode is because I know that you tend to be busy. And sure am. Yeah, there are always <laughs> understatement. <laughs> yeah, there, there are rhythms in your workflow um, related to your career and work, but also related to your home. Um, you got children. Um, I do. Two yeah. of them, nine years old. Yes, yes. Nathan was uh, just, just talking about, my son Nathan was just talking about your kids. Um, our kids hang out. And yeah, it's a busy season. You got twins. Mm-hmm. You've been busy ever since they were born. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and and right now, single mom as well. So definitely juggling work um, because you worked home from home even before COVID, right? I did. I started working from home. I got a head start to this um, in January 2019, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So to juggle that and then being a good mom and then, you know, all the other stuff like church life and social life and all of that, it's, it's never easy. And I find most people are in this kind of mode where some people feel like, you know, I hear the word grind a lot. Hey, it's the grind, right? Um, and there's rhythms to this. And you and I talked about it off, off air, but we talked about how you've learned over the last few years, how to manage that well. It has been a learning process, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I think it is for all of us. So that's what we want to talk about today, intentional rest. Um, the reason why I was inspired to kind of bring this up with Mary as, hey, let's do an episode on this, uh, was because I recently, with our pastors, attended a workshop, seminar, um, that talked about um, pastors resigning on mass because they're burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, according to one study, 42% of American pastors are either resigning or thinking of resigning in this very moment. Very similar trend, I believe, in all industries. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Staff shortages are everywhere, yeah. like in literally almost every industry I talk to. Um, and so this is, I thought, 
a very important topic for us to cover in this point of our history. Um, so in that seminar workshop, uh, there were three pastors who were keynote speakers, mm -hmm. and all three pastors also were trained as clinical psychologists or clinical or registered clinical counselors. And so they knew both sides of this, so they were giving us a lot of good tips. Uh, one of the things I, I took away from it is what they call the four R's of rest. This is this, this idea that rest needs to be intentional. It shouldn't just be kind of, oh, yeah, of course, I'm just going to go home and veg out or just watch Netflix and that's going to be my rest. No, no, they, they, they say rest must be intentional if you want to use it to refuel you and recharge mm -hmm. you for, for reengaging. So on, their, on Village's website, because one of the pastors is actually from Village Church, um, on Village's website, you can actually find this information, the four R's of rest. But I'm going to read you a little blur from it so that listeners, as, as you engage with us, you kind of have a background of what we're talking about. So on their website, it says, resting doesn't just mean sleeping and watching TV. Rest with intention. The four R's of rest can help you ensure you're resting properly. So the first R is retreat. Stop and take a step back. Give yourself a break from events, socializing, and any other activities that are draining. And now I know some people will be like, hey, socializing is not draining for me. But retreat is where you just kind of back, back off from all of these things and retreat, literally retreat from all of this. Uh, the second R of rest is refuel. Uh, disconnect from what drains you and lean into all the things that fill you up, mm -hmm. the things that bring you joy and life. Uh, find what helps you feel rested and relaxed and spend some time focusing on that. Go to God as the primary source of rest and refueling. So that's the second R, retreat, rest. And the third R is repurpose. Uh, ask God how he wants you to manage your time and energy and how you can best serve him. Then set boundaries around that. So I think another good word for this would be restructure. Mm -hmm. Right. As you retreat and refuel, you can kind of ask yourself, OK, how can I prevent myself from being in this mode of being drained all the time? Like, how can I restructure my calendar, my schedule, uh, my habits and routines so that um, I'm not in a constant place of being drained? Um, the fourth R is reengage. Rest is not a permanent state. We rest and then we reengage. When you're ready, jump back in with, intent, with intention and purpose, fueled by him, God, following the direction he sends you. So I think this is kind of a good four um, reminders of the four R's, right? Uh, retreat, refuel, repurpose, reengage. So the goal always being not just to rest forever, but to rest so that we're rested up to reengage in life, to reengage in family, work, ministry, or whatever um, you're engaged in. So... Those are the four R's. So I thought we would have a just an open conversation, the three of us, um, about this idea of um, the four R's. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the first one, retreat. And I want to ask both of you, how do you retreat? What is What does retreating look like for you? Mm -hmm. um, I think I can take that one first if you want. Um, for me, retreating is something I had to learn. I had to learn to be intentional about. I'm still learning, um, but retreating for me will be me being outside uh, for sure I love our dike in Tawasin mm -hmm. I can be out there for hours I'll walk um, and for me that's that's a very quick and easy way to unplug um, it's usually about an hour and a half two hours that I'll take um, I can squeeze that in anywhere in the day if the opportunity arises um, another retreat for me will be 
hiking, hiking somewhere without a signal. <laughs> and, um, you know, takes me out into the backcountry. And that is something that um, really, really helps me to unplug and to um, find time to hear my thoughts and to listen and to marvel and um, to just have that time away, away mm -hmm. from all the buzz. Mm. So you literally like to retreat. <laughs> yes, quite literally. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I guess you're in a good place for it because the West Coast offers Amazing. a lot of yes. options. Um, I know some people actually literally move out this way. Mm -hmm. um, I have a friend who moved from Ontario um, out this way because he just loves the idea of having these options for yeah. hiking, skiing, snowboarding, um, swimming. Never far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that is one way of taking advantage of the yeah. beautiful nature that is around us. Um, another thing that um, I think a lot of people talk about is in Ontario and other cold places. My wife's from Ontario, so I keep using that as an example. But Winnipeg, where, what have you. Um, a lot of people stay indoors for a long time in the right. year because it's cold. Yes. Right? Yes. So they, Very they, cold. they have to find ways to retreat within that. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think it's interesting how like even our surroundings, even what's available to us, mm -hmm. um, resources or even the location in which we live. Um, it kind of sometimes determines how we are going to be able to find mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. retreat. And for you, thankfully, you have some beautiful places that you get to hit. What was the most recent hike you did? <laughs> um, most recently, um, not not just by myself, actually with a friend, mm -hmm. uh, we drove all the way up past Pemberton and uh, we hiked up in Joffrey Lakes, ah, yes. where they already had just over a foot of snow, and it was yeah. it was a beautiful, clear day and. Um, it was so rewarding. Yeah, and it, was, it is gorgeous up yes. there. Yes. And yeah. you've also done overnight hikes. I have done that as well. Crazy. I've gotten into that recently. <laughs> Same friend and, you know, she dared me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we went up to Panorama Ridge, which um, you could basically say was a bucket list item for yeah. for me, for her. And it, it, was, it was incredible. Yeah. It was basically one of the highlights of my summer. Yeah. Ironic because you're also afraid of heights, so that's really I am, ironic. Yes, I I have a bit of a hesitation when it comes to heights, <laughs> but I also am very determined. If I um if I have a goal, if I have yeah. something that I is a must see, I will overcome. Yeah. I, I will tackle that, and then I will challenge myself to. Um, for the reward yeah. that's at the end of it. Yeah, it is fascinating because a lot of um, the listeners may go like. Man, how is that retreat? That sounds like work to me. That sounds it, hardcore. It is work, yeah. yes. And it, it that's, I think, the part that feels good because so mm -hmm. much of my work otherwise is mental. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's um, stressful. Yeah. Um, you know, it's somewhat brain damaging at times. And um, it's just in contrast to what what hiking does and, yeah. and what moving and, and that kind of exhaustion, yeah. I savor it. Yeah. And I imagine because your workplace is literally oftentimes your home, Mm -hmm. that maybe even getting out um, helps you just um, your brain recognize that you're in a different mode? Um, getting out, yes, it does that. Um, you know, interesting you say that during COVID, yes, uh, my, my home has been my primary workplace. Yeah. It's shifting a little bit mm -hmm. and it's going to, you know, be a combination of being outside in yeah. on the road and at home. Um, but even being on the road, um, it has that same mental drain for yes. me. It's yeah. being on, you yeah. know, um, facing people in their in their work places, spaces with their with their challenges. And so it's it's um, it's stressful. Yeah. It, it gets very stressful and it's very demanding. 
Yeah. One of the things we talked about at this workshop that I was at um, about rest and intentional rest, uh, they talk about how rest looks different for all of us. Yeah. It's not like, hey, like for you, hiking looks like retreating. For me, hiking looks like an adventure. Mm-hmm. I would I would like it, enjoy mm-hmm. it. But I don't know if I would be um, calling that retreat. Although I will call walking retreat, and mm-hmm. I do love that. I mm-hmm. love walking, always have. I wish I had more time for it. But um, Mary, how about yourself? What, what does retreat look like? Um, a couple different things. I also really can identify with walking, <laughs> not hiking, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but walking. And um, last year, Phil and I uh, took up snowboarding again, and that's something we started doing this year again. And that's something um, that also really makes me feel like I'm retreating a little bit, getting out of the city into nature and the views and the fresh air is incredible. Um, But for me, I think the biggest one is just having time to think, to pause and to be able to think. And I thought about how I was going to explain this because it's so all in my head. But I think I hear a lot of my friends saying, I just need to get out of my head. I just need to get out Mm -hmm. of my head. And I feel the opposite. I feel like I'm just constantly doing so many things. I'm just getting Mm -hmm. my work done, getting my school done, getting all the, the tasks done. And I'm someone who really, really likes to think and to think deeply and to think about Mm -hmm. my feelings. (laughs) And so when I retreat, it's usually alone. And it's just to to be silent or just to think and Mm -hmm. to think back over my week, think back over things that happened, think about my life, Mm -hmm. think about the future, put things together and really just think. And that really makes me feel like I've retreated because I've stopped the bustle. And I've really... I mean, I guess some people would use the word grounded Mm -hmm. myself and actually have the time to think because thinking doesn't stress me out. It really makes me feel um, peaceful. Mm -hmm. So that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, What about the refuel part? And I know it it could overlap somewhat with Mm -hmm. retreat as well, but how how do you guys refuel? So, Margaret, let's go with you again. um, Refueling. Yeah. Um, I love music. I really, really love music and mm-hmm. I love discovering new music and exploring, um, listening. I have this bad habit. I think the repeat button was invented for me. <laughs> um, so I'm not even going to try to elaborate on that, but <laughs> yes. So to me, that is fuel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I, I have very little, like aside from my work, which is all screens, mm-hmm. three of them around yeah. me. I, I don't have screens in my life. I don't mm-hmm. really watch anything. If I have the option, I'll always listen to music. Or um, SDBC podcast. Or SDBC. <laughs> I guess I will, yes. <laughs> so I, that, is, that is fuel for me. I also like to work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a very set schedule on working out. Everybody knows it. It's in my work calendar. <laughs> um, my boss knows it and uh, he has to schedule around it and he he does mm-hmm. that. And um, to me, that is, um, again, it, it exhausts me physically, but it, it really, really refuels me. It mm-hmm. helps me mentally. Um, it makes me feel just really balanced, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because at this workshop, because they were psychologists and counselors, they have like scientific evidence on how 
removing yourself from one physical space to enter another one is, is somewhat helpful. Mm -hmm. So when, when people are having anxiety attacks or like when they're feeling their heart rate really like pumping, uh, sometimes it actually does help to just leave the room mm -hmm. and, and re refocus. There's there's few techniques that they taught us. So I think naturally we find these rhythms, right? Yeah. And they, they talk about the senses, right? They actually teach this great parenting tip too, I found. Um, when you're trying to help uh, a child relax or even ourselves relax, um, think, thinking of like, uh, five things that we see and like really noting it like mm -hmm. in this room I see a cardboard box over there I see a microphone I see uh, and like spending like 30 seconds to a minute on each item and really think okay that's black yeah. that's that's metal and and then and then uh, I think they do like four things that you hear trying to notice the sounds and then three things that you touch uh, two things that you smell and uh -huh. it may not be pleasant depending on where you are at the moment but like really focusing in on those senses helps you actually recalibrate right and it does something to our brain to reset and helps us to actually literally calm down mm -hmm. um, uh, military teaches this uh, navy seals teach uh, these breathing techniques and stuff so there's a lot of tools and resources at our disposal that we can use to to find a little bit more calmness um, and one of them i think is retreating and refueling right so music could be a very sensory experience, of course, with yeah. what we hear. Um, obviously, Mary and I are also very much into music. Mm -hmm. I think we've documented mm -hmm. that well in, in our podcast episodes. Yeah. Um, Mary, what is an area where you kind of refuel? How, you, how do you refuel? Um, definitely art and creating and crafting and all mm. that kind of making stuff. I mean, I'm not objectively very good at any of it. You're not going to see my pieces around <laughs> local coffee shops or anything. <laughs> but I think, I think the experience of creating is really, really revealing to mm. me in the art sense and as well learning really is. So, I mean, mm. I in the last question I said um, – that I sometimes just feel like I'm doing everything. So there are definitely times when my schoolwork feels like I'm just doing it and getting it done. Mm -hmm. But then there are other times when things are more imbalanced in my life, maybe where I'm learning about something and it just really, really fills up yeah. my life and my mind. Mm -hmm. And it's what I want to talk about and what I want to share with everyone. And I just think learning is one of the most incredible gifts we have yes. as human beings and as creation. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. so that's definitely something that really fills me up. I mean, even last year, Paul taught me how to edit podcasts, which is something, again, I'm not really very <laughs> good at and I haven't done a ton since. But the, the experience of learning something new and being challenged and remembering it's different exciting. things is yeah. exciting and yeah. refueling to me yeah you can edit this episode right? <laughs> <laughs> no it's um it, I, i'm very similar actually i i love learning so like and sometimes it's like i learn all the time for work right mm -hmm. we, we have to learn certain mm -hmm. things but i love learning things that are even outside of our work so mm -hmm. um you know how to make shoes. Like, when will I ever make shoes, right? But when I just did you love learn watching, how to make shoes? I just love watching YouTube videos oh. <laughs> and learning, like, what goes into it, what processes. So when I talk to a shoemaker, I can actually, like, use their lingo. Use their lingo. Um, and, and how to brew coffee and how coffee beans are roasted. I don't even drink coffee, yeah. right? I just like learning random things. Right. And it, it just causes me to be more curious. Mm -hmm. And just, I feel at awe of things that I don't do well. Um, and when I see other people doing it really well, I go, wow, like it fascinates me. Um, I'm not extremely artistic with my hands, but mm -hmm. I like to be, I like to think I'm artistic in other ways. So I also love the arts. That's also a refueling well, Photography, place. right? Okay. Yeah, photography, music, um, writing, creative writing, like writing stories um, and directing things like a lot of our video projects at church, I, I direct them. But even during COVID, like learning technologies related to music and, mm -hmm. and photography and videography, those things do fascinate me, and I love learning about them. 
Uh, another uh, source of refueling for me is is the arts, just like you, um, both of you guys. Music is huge in my life, um, but also movies, literature, uh, novels. Um, things like that, plays, those things. I know you're, you, you're like, a, we talked about Nutcracker as a yes. tradition between you and your daughter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So those See. things refuel me as well. Not Nutcracker itself, but um, <laughs> other other arts like that. But mm-hmm. uh, one other thing that I think all of us really share is um, food. Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. love food. I consider myself a foodie. Yeah. Uh, Margaret, you were over uh, at our place for a couple of days. I'm uh, over all the time. <laughs> where we had where we had prime rib. It was fantastic. Mm, delicious, yes. Such good meat. Oh, um, yeah. I, I love food. So mm-hmm. actually going out right. and discovering food, mm-hmm. enjoying food with people I love, mm-hmm. like those two things. Um, so I guess in essence, what I what I'm refueled by is is God's creation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the beauty of the arts and the people that He has created, His chief creation, if you will. Yeah. Um, so spending some good time eating good food, enjoying the arts with the people that I love, that would be, mm-hmm. ah, I'm refueled. And it's funny you mention that because if, you know, if I was to take a day off and I often do this after month and I'll just take mm-hmm. a day off and, and I'll be out there hiking. But the perfect end to that day <laughs> would basically be being over at someone's place for dinner, yes. <laughs> so, yes. which often yeah. is your house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I totally agree. And that resonates with me. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we have good food and sometimes we have bad food because we don't have time for it. So we just have McDonald's. In good company. So <laughs> yes. it's all worth it anyway. <laughs> yes. No, it's I think um, so you mentioned like month end. Mm-hmm. So uh, at our church, we don't necessarily have month end. That's not our particular rhythm. We have weekend and that comes around quite quickly. Yes. <laughs> and every Sunday is a big, big work day for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recognize that that's that's a that's a rhythm for us, for yeah. me and Mary. But for you, you have month end rhythms, obviously mm-hmm. quarter end and year end and stuff, exactly. too. But, but month end always comes around. So I know month like, end always comes around. Sarah and, and I know that month end is busy for it Margaret. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and it's by the calendar. So it doesn't matter what day it falls on. It's when it's month end, it's month end. And, um, you know, working with um, partners that are in retail, um, again, it doesn't matter Sunday which holiday it falls mm-hmm. on it just uh, you're on and um yeah so it compounds in quarter end and then yeah. year end but uh, yeah month end comes every month and it always seems that everything it ramps up towards month end and you work towards month end and and then it peaks and, and then i and everybody falls into what i call our month end hangover yeah that's usually when i mm. take the day off yeah. i just have to turn it off and yeah restart yeah. yeah so it's it's kind of interesting this is a good segue for our next one next r which is uh mm-hmm. repurpose right so yeah. we went through retreat refuel and now we're going to go to repurpose but that's the whole point of this that we recognize that everyone's workplace or rhythms are different mm-hmm. but also it's somewhat out of our control like you say um it's it's calendar month end for you so it doesn't matter saturday sunday monday but what's even crazier is that, let's be real, life happens still. So yes. your kids might get sick the day before or, or the day of, uh, or there might be some emergency that you weren't really thinking of and you just have to deal with it. And then now you got month end on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could be stressors that really push us, even if mm-hmm. we do our best to be, okay, I've, I've worked ahead. I feel I'm prepared this time. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that could go wrong or... Curveballs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. curveballs. It's, it's, it's part of life, right? Yes. Um, so repurposing really means how do we structure our lives so that we're not always counting on being burnt out, right? We're not 
you know, using our time to the nth degree and always maximizing it so that we don't really have any margins. Our calendars are always full 99%. Mm-hmm. So if one thing happens, we're, we're going to get it. We're going to get really stressed. We're mm-hmm. going to be pushed overboard because we have no margin, right? So how do we protect that? You know, we talked about how you've grown in it because mm-hmm. it, it was definitely a learning thing. So so can you walk us through maybe on like how you might have grown from a few years ago till now? For sure. Yeah, love to. Um, it's a process and then I haven't mastered it. And there's lots of traps that you can fall into where you look back and think that you could have handled that better. But um you know, I'm very intentional on planning ahead. Um, I, I will look at, for example, month end and where it falls um, and make sure that I've got the rest covered and that can look different ways. I mean, you know, in October, for example, month end um, is on Halloween and on Halloween, each kid expects they go trick or treating. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I have to make sure I set this up. I have to make sure that my kids have what they need, um, you know, to feel like they're getting they're getting a fair, their fair, <laughs> their fair uh, share of uh, that day. Um, so I'll, I'll, I've learned to reach out. I've learned to reach out mm-hmm. for help. Um, I've learned to, you know, reach out and talk to people. Um, be open about how I feel. Um, I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't know if I. You know, the week ahead looks like too much to handle. Um, I've gotten better at at acknowledging that and and just bouncing it off people getting insights you know even just hey you know I'm thinking of you and and I so appreciate when I get that back from someone Mm -hmm. thinking of you and praying for you today I hope this goes well checking in after you know having someone ask hey how did this go how did it play out and I'm so glad you got through this and um, or just listening to me vent um, when it didn't go so well and um, I think for me um Having that, uh, having that network of people that I can trust with um, how I feel and mm-hmm. how I process things and and feel that they're not going to judge me. You know, I fail. I, you know, I have to rethink something, and and yet I feel like I'm supported. Mm-hmm. Um, so that has been um, a process for me to integrate that in my in my life, in my thinking, in my you know just really counting on people also mm. wanting to be there. Yeah. yeah. I know. If you're listening to this episode and thinking, man, I'm in a place of burnout right now. I'm in a place that I don't feel like I can, I, I don't even know where I would start to retreat or refuel because I'm just in the grind and I, I don't know how to get out of it. Um, I think this repurpose part is really important, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the one or two steps, even though they might be the smallest steps that you go like, ah, oh, that's not going to make a difference. How do, how do we even take those steps? How do mm-hmm. we find the courage or the mm-hmm. wisdom um, the Bible talks about in James that we can ask for wisdom from above and when we feel like we are lacking it. So even at this workshop, some pastors are just like, I just don't know how I could possibly do this, right? Um, and we're like encouraging one another, like, hey, God says, ask for wisdom. Mm-hmm. If we don't know how to even start, let's ask. And let's talk to people who we trust as being really Bible-centered, spiritually mature yeah. people. Let's ask them, hey, here's my life. I'm going to lay it bare before you. Just, hey, here's I'm an open book. Here's how I roll. This is my week. This is my month. This is my day to day. How would you recommend that I find rest and and avoid burnout again? Mm-hmm. 
And I think these are very important questions that Christ followers should have with one another, whether it's in community groups or whether it's it's within your friendships. Um, we should encourage one another. And when we see people failing at it, rather than judging them and saying how bad of a parent they are because they're workaholics or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. um, we should find ways to lovingly encourage and even hold accountable, right? Yeah. Um, so Mary, what does repurposing and restructuring look like for you? Um, definitely the things that Margaret said, but as well, um, I do think that there is often an element of actually needing to take something out and mm-hmm. actually needing to make the margins. And I think it's something talked a lot about, make the margins, make the margins. Mm-hmm. Um, but then often not delved more into, because what I realized, I recently went through a time where I had to cut some things out mm-hmm. and it was hard. And a bunch of people close to me challenged me, no, you actually need to take some things out of your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the mourning period that you have to go through after that yeah. because of the fact that you let something go. And it was difficult and it was the right decision, but there was a sadness. And just to let you in on what that was, I have taught piano for 13 years, mm-hmm. which is half of my lifetime. Mm-hmm. And this year I had to just wrap it up with my last student and yeah. cease teaching piano, yeah. which I'm getting a bit emotional about. Yeah. But it was hard, but it was the right decision. Yeah. And sometimes we don't naturally go there, so we need accountability, Mm, whether it's your spouse or whether it's your parents, whether it's your friends. Sometimes it's our children, Mm -hmm. right? I remember a pastor sharing a testimony about his, I think, four-year-old child or five-year-old child at the time saying, Dad, I don't see you anymore. And that was enough. Mm -hmm. That was enough Mm -hmm. for him to go, I need to question the way I do things then. Yeah. If my child is saying, I don't see you anymore. Now, Now, Nathan says that from time to time. I'm like... Dude, I'm here all the time. You should see. You should see other pastors. No, no, not not that it's about comparing. But um, I, I, you can get into a season of that, right? Like Mar- Margaret at month end. I remember Halloween this year. It was uh, at our house, right? Like That's right. you, you, you yeah. shipped your kids off. You went to work and they had a great time. You hunkered down. Yeah. We now they them, want to do that every year. Yeah, we, we fed them a lot of a lot of chocolates and candies and yeah. sent them back to you. That's right. That's a but. Um, it's it is like that, right? We'll have seasons like that, but mm-hmm. then we have to make sure we've structured it so that we can come out of it. Like you said earlier, after month end, you normally schedule times of retreat. You know it's coming, so you prepare for it. It's yeah. like some people who schedule massage treatments, RMTs and stuff before you even get sore because you know your body requires it. Mm-hmm. Um I fail to do that. So I'm always booking last minute. Mm-hmm. And when I book last minute, uh, my massage therapist, she's like, uh, I'm not available for the next month and a half. I'm like, okay. I schedule in advance and it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, I think it is, it is something that we can start to schedule. And that's, that's one thing I've learned and mm-hmm. we're learning. And please, as you listen to this, don't feel like uh, the three of us are experts at this. No we way. mess up, Anyways. we learn, we retry. Mm-hmm. We, we got to ask God to walk with us and God's people to walk with us. So one of the things I've made lots of mistakes uh, in my life was putting it on the back burner. I have a lot of physical energy, so I know I can yeah. physically handle a lot. So then I keep putting rest on the back burner. Right. Hey, I need to rest or I need to make time for my wife or our kids. I used to put that on the back burner and go like, OK, I can get to that when I'm done this project. Mm-hmm. But the problem is there's more projects. Never there's done. more crises. There's never more people stops. who need me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, I, uh, by this point, I will never rest. Mm-hmm. And that's actually disobeying God's command for us. 
God actually does give us an idea of what that structure might look like. And their Sabbath in our weekly routines. Mm-hmm. There are routines in Israel's calendar, not that we have to keep Israel's calendar to the T at this point, but there were routines there, not just weekly, but they had annual celebrations, they had rituals, they had things where they were reminded to just find rest in God, focus in on the relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. And today, I think some of the intentionality around rest is missing, so we just keep putting it on the back burner, but it never gets brought back mm-hmm. to the front. So for me, one of the things I've learned is just a simple thing of calendaring. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually shocked at how many people I talk to that t- don't use the calendar app mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, or, or physical calendars. I've never heard it called calendaring before. Yeah, well, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan and I kind of, <laughs> we're, we're kind of obsessed with the calendar. But we're like, if it's not in my calendar, I probably won't prioritize it. But I look at my calendar on a week view, like, you know, on your computer mm-hmm. or yes. your phone, you can see the week view. Same. And then the month view and then the year view and then the daily view, right? So this is how I start my day every day now. Every day in the morning, if, uh, I carve out time, um, and it's not long. It's like five to maybe 20 minutes, depending on the day. I will pray for my schedule, mm-hmm. right? I'll, I'll pray for my what's mm-hmm. on my week on my calendar, mm-hmm. and I'll pray for what's on my daily uh, routine. So I'll pray. if. So I started to put little details in there, right? right? So I prayed for this podcast episode this morning before I came, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's a real intentional thing. So I would schedule in rest. Mm-hmm. I'll schedule in my time with Nathan, uh, my, my time with my family, my time with my, myself that I need. So I'll literally sometimes put in my calendar as rest. Right. And that way, I, I'll, I'll tell myself, hey, if someone needed me because they were going through a, a very tough relational uh, tension, or they just got diagnosed with something very difficult, um, I wouldn't cancel that meeting with them. If they ask, hey, Pastor Paul, can you pray for me? Can I come into your office and can you pray for me? I would not cancel it unless something really urgent came up, right? Mm-hmm. So I told myself, I'm going to treat my rest that way, that it's that important, yeah. that it's that urgent, that if I miss this, I'm not going to be the best self mm. and I'm going to be bad to my family at home, right. but also my colleagues and to my people that I serve at our church. So to protect myself, to be at my best as much as I can, mm-hmm. I need to secure this place of rest. Um, so calendars are a tool and, and it, it may not work for everyone, but for me, it works brilliantly. And, and I've learned it works for me and at least work facing because mm-hmm. it's what everybody looks at my calendar. So it's, it's, I started putting it in there. I was hesitant because you, you know, you put this blank space in there. <laughs> yeah. Someone ask what it is. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you're right. It, it does make a difference because now it's there. It's going to 15 minutes before it's going to pop up and be yeah. like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. right. So. I agree. Yeah. And if you find like a, a prayer retreat necessary for you, like if you're listening to this and you go, man, I should start my day with prayer or I should end my day with prayer or I should have a week um, where I dedicate a whole day to prayer. Put that in the calendar mm-hmm. and protect that time. Right. And of course, there will be urgent things. If someone calls me and says, hey, uh, I'm about to go into a panic attack. I need you right now. I- I'll go. I'm not going to be like, oh, I got my rest scheduled. <laughs> uh, but to be honest, um, oftentimes in my life, I find that when I schedule it, the chances of me keeping it is a lot, lot higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, Mary, you love using calendars. You, you in fact, uh, you and I kind of share calendars because mm-hmm. of our work calendars. Mm-hmm. And I put all my personal stuff my dentist appointment, my my birthday parties with my family. Yeah, I love my calendar. Yeah. But also because I had a few concussions earlier last year, I don't have a very good memory anyway, so I need my calendar for many reasons. But yeah, it's great because 
Phil and I share a calendar as mm-hmm. well. And then it's just another way that we can be aware of each other's time and respect yeah. each other's time and mm-hmm. pray for each other's time yeah. too. So I, I'm i quite passionate yeah. about the calendar. I actually yeah. still have a little actual calendar that I write in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on my desk. Yes. That's great. Yes. So uh, if you subscribe today, you'll receive a free calendar. No. <laughs> it sounds like we're pushing calendars. But um, no, it's, I think, restructuring, repurposing. Um, I would encourage you as you listen to this, um, ask yourself, how do I retreat? How do I refuel? Mm-hmm. And how do I restructure my life, my patterns, my routines, my habits, so that I leave room for that on a regular? Mm-hmm. If I know I have month end coming up and that's a busy routine for me, how do I ensure that there is a chance for me to refuel after that? Right. How do I ensure that um, I'm not procrastinating so that month end is extra stressful because mm-hmm. I've also left house, uh, household um, items that I need to get mm-hmm. to or my family duties that I have to get to. I've left it all for that mm-hmm. one day. And of course, then you're waiting for a nightmare. So um, how do you look at it from a bird's eye view, kind of look at the larger picture and see what do I need to move? What do I need to remove? Mm -hmm. What do I need to add? What routines or tools can I use to help me get there? And even if it looks overwhelming, uh, maybe bring a friend in, bring a wise friend that you can trust and say, hey, let's look at this together. Let's zoom out of my life and see a bird's eye view and say, hey, here are my weekly routines. Here are my daily routines. Here's what I need to get done. Help me sort mm-hmm. some of this out with me. Yeah, um, definitely worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it requires humility because yeah. reaching out, mm-hmm. you said you had to learn mm-hmm. how to reach out, but I did. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, that's why I think God teaches us to be humble, to recognize that we're not meant to be gods in our lives. We're meant to need our God. Mm-hmm. We're meant to need his people, his church. That's so, right. Yeah. Let's be that for one another. Um, one, one final thing that um, we want to talk about is. As we do re-engage, because uh, the final R of the four R's is mm-hmm. to re-engage, it's, it's not to, you know, rest isn't just for you to just be lazy. It's to re-engage, right? So what does it look like for you, Margaret, when you re-engage in a healthy way, when you are refueled? Let's say you came back from that hike, you're feeling great. Physically, you might be exhausted, but emotionally, you feel very good. And then also you had a nice prime rib dinner and <laughs> you, and you're listening to some very good music. That's so right. it all, sounds good again. So, all in all, yeah. so what difference does it make when you re-engage like that versus when you're re-engaging, burnt out, mm-hmm. worn out and mm-hmm. exhausted? When I am at my best, um, when I'm, you know, keeping my rest and when I'm um, respecting my boundaries and my body and I can be a good mom mm. in the sense that I can be patient and compassionate and um, I can be a better friend Um, my patience level really is so much different not just with others but even with myself I can get very frustrated with myself Um, so you know doing all of this and and being intentional about it it will ultimately mean that um, I can I can rest in in knowing that I got this and and I can do this because, you know, I'm drawing strength from other sources than um, just powering through, just trying to keep going, just keep grinding it out. Um, I get very anxious also when I when I don't respect that. So Mm -hmm. all of that, all of that turns into a positive for me Um, and I can feel it. I can I can really, really feel if I if I'm not on track. Yeah. Um, and and so I there's a there's a big motivation because feeling right and feeling right with myself um, and you know uh, my connection um, with God and 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 being just in tune yeah 
with uh, what I know I need, um, it spills over. It spills mm-hmm. over into my relationships yeah. and in my productivity yeah. and sleep, ultimately, yeah. uh, everything. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a... It's, it's very easy to tell. And I think people can tell when I'm not doing a good job with yeah. it. Um, I, I you know I get irritated a little easier or <laughs> maybe yeah. a little shorter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely that. Yeah. Mm. Mary? <clears throat> For me, something I've noticed over the years is when my life is a mess and feels very overwhelming, my house is very clean oh. because it's something that I can control <laughs> mm. and it feels like something that I can put in order because nice. everything doesn't feel in order. So then when things are good, my brain is tidy and my house is a little messy because I'm uh-huh. not as... Interesting. I know. Isn't that weird? And, and I'm not talking about like super, super yeah. messy, but just I don't care as much because it's not something I need to control. And it yeah. just it's how I can remind myself that, oh, you know, I'm actually doing pretty good because... Mm. Yeah, I can handle this being it's, a little uh, bit messy. It's awesome. um, but another thing I've really noticed is when I am refueled and reengaging, my the way that I talk to people and the way that I think is a lot more gospel fluent. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this before, mm-hmm. but not just talking about um, your own experiences about things, but actually talking about how, what Jesus is doing in your life and those yeah. types of things. Right. And I notice the way that I talk and the way that I talk to people yeah. when I am feeling refueled and reengaging. So those are two little... Now, now, now everyone can know yes. where I'm at by the way that I talk and how my house looks. But, so so yeah. then I'm going to stress you out like crazy and then I'm going to invite you to my house so you can clean. <laughs> and then I'll clean everything. That, it's actually so true though. My work. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get in my car. It's really messy. I'm going to stress you out. <laughs> oh, it'll look great. Yeah. No, um, it's, um, it's, it's interesting for me. I think when I'm at my best and when I'm rested and in a good place, um, I'm hospitable. Hmm. Um, I'm naturally a little bit more introverted than extroverted. So uh, I, people find it confusing because I'm talkative. They just automatically think I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. So mm-hmm. I tend to need intentional encouragements to invite people over to to be hospitable, which our church's whole tagline right now, radical yes. hospitality, meaningful connections. Mm-hmm. So I do that extremely well, I think, when I'm really healthy. Um, but when I'm burnt out, when I'm drained, when I'm exhausted, um, I just want to be alone. Don't come to me, you know. <laughs> hey, I did enough. I'll do my work-related counseling and all that stuff, but I won't really naturally live out the gospel as much. So this is one of the reasons why I know I need to protect my mm-hmm. time where I can make sure I'm healthy, mm-hmm. um, not just physically, but just in every way. Um, so um, thank you both for engaging in this very important conversation about intentional rest. So I want to end our podcast with a very special thing that we haven't done before in our podcast. It's called drafting. Um, (laughs) It's um, other podcasts do this. And I know some of you listeners listen to other podcasts. So maybe you've heard of this and this is something that you know well. Some of you may never have heard of this. It's like drafting. uh, You know how when athletes uh, or when sports teams draft athletes, they have, you know, first round with the first pick, the L.A. Lakers pick whoever. Right. And they build a team. So. Some podcasters, they just uh, choose a theme or a topic. Sometimes I've heard an episode on fast food, like pick your mm-hmm. fast best fast food. So if I have the first pick, I probably would choose Shake Shack 
which actually doesn't exist in Canada. It's only in the States, I think. Mm. Um, and you might choose McDonald's or a or whatever. And then we would go through like multiple rounds and pick and then see, oh, who, who do you think has the best team at the end of the day? Who, mm-hmm. who had the best draft? So it's just for <laughs> fun. It's for you guys as listeners to get in on how we think and all that. And because today we talked about rest and one of the great ways to retreat, actually, uh, we haven't talked about it much, is vacation. Mm-hmm. And vacations are actually really necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, the younger generation is really understanding that so a lot of the younger staff they they want more vacation rather than sometimes even pay yeah. um, that's a trend in the world right now um, so here we are let's draft uh, our favorite vacation destinations okay, okay. kind of nervous <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and we're gonna do four rounds we're gonna oh draft my. four rounds and here's the pick uh, Margaret you get the first pick you okay. get the number one pick in the first round and then I'll get the second pick Mary you get the third and then we'll reverse that order. So it's called a snake okay. draft. Um, so then the second round will go Mary, Paul, Margaret. Margaret, Paul, Mary, Mary, Paul, Margaret. Margaret, Paul, Mary, Mary, Paul, Margaret. That's the order. Okay. So we're going to draft. The rule is you can't draft. Like you can't just say the whole continent of North America or, or you can't just take the whole thing. Because once it's off the draft board, like once I say a location, you guys can't say it. Right. Because I've already drafted the place. Right. So specific then. yes it has to be more specific right right it can't be like all of england oh, uh, i know uh, mary you've been to england recently but you can't just say all of england you've got to be a little bit more adding specific to my list Don't yes look. yes <laughs> and it doesn't have to be somewhere you've been right no no okay. it doesn't have to be somewhere you've been it could be a, your dream vacation destination that you always wanted to go and all right let's let's do this so with the number one pick of the first round margaret which destination are you choosing okay um <laughs> Oh, I have a long list, but <laughs> I have been, and I would go again, uh, the Great Wall of China. Oh, it wow. Had always been a dream of mine, and I hiked it, and I climbed it, and um, hmm. I would totally do that again. Oh, it, wow. was, it was yeah. mind-blowing. Yeah. Mary, have you been? I know you've been yeah, to China. Yeah, I have. Oh, I've you have? It, yeah. Huh. Ironic. It's Here's incredible. The, <laughs> the, the only Asian on this podcast, and I have not been. <laughs> Isn't it like someone, uh, Nathan asked me like, hey, can you, uh, can you walk the whole thing? And like, no, you actually can't. Pieces. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. 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 It's like so long. It'll take you years. The part that we were on was a whole loop. So you could do a whole Mm -hmm. loop. Wow. Great wall of China. That's well challenged some of my uh, fears, uh, the fear of like mm -hmm. heights (laughs) massively, but it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense though, I guess, between your love for hiking and Mm -hmm. enjoying nature. Yeah, I can see that. Okay, Um, so with my uh, second pick, the second pick of first round, I'm going to take Florida Keys. Okay. So um, the Florida Keys or Key West, um, they're kind of in the same region, so I'll I'll bundle them up as one. So I used to live in Florida when I was younger, Mm -hmm. Um, Tampa Bay area, St. Petersburg to be exact. Um, And I've always wanted to go back since. and I planned two trips in the last couple of years that both got canceled because of COVID and hurricanes. Right, right. Um, so I am going to go back You're to Florida go at one back. point. It's on the list. Yeah, the Florida Keys, my parents have been, I believe. And it is, uh, I've seen pictures and stuff. It is one of the most beautiful places on earth. Mm-hmm. And just Florida has a sweet spot for me because I just feel like I want to go back. I haven't been back since I was young and mm-hmm. I, w- I would love to. So Florida Keys is my, my spot. Mary? Um, well, I was going to say the whole of Ireland, but then you made a rule about that. So I'm going to say uh, the Giant's Causeway in Ireland okay. and the coastline surrounding mm-hmm. it. And maybe it's just because I was just there, yes. but it's always been a bucket list item yeah. of mine since I was a little, little girl. And it is so beautiful. 
and I saw your pictures yes, of it, and it's yeah. just incredible. So that's my <laughs> yeah. And Mary, you actually get to choose the next one too. Okay, you so got... my next one, Tofino. Tofino, <gasps> yay! That is on my list. <laughs> oh, you took one off her list. There you go. Actually, it's on my list as well. It's incredible. Tofino. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. You've been right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tofino is beautiful. We're spoiled. I know. You know, British Colombians are spoiled. We yeah. got we got pretty good good places around here. But would, specifically, mine would be being in the ocean in Tofino. Yes. Mine would be in the winter. Yes. Storm watching? Yes. Oh, I always yes. wanted to do yes. that. We went in November. Oh, you did? I've so never been. I've been uh, in December. I would probably not go any other time of yeah. the year. Uh, <laughs> Let's so, go for a birthday next year. Oh. Let's do it. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Um, so for my second pick of the second round, I'll actually take uh, New York. Oh, I know wow. we talked about <laughs> retreats and mm-hmm. refueling. So... Uh, we talked about the arts, so I love Broadway. New York is mm-hmm. one of my favorite cities of the world. Um, I love Broadway. Uh, I love the food culture there. It's incredible. Definitely. Um, concerts, and there's so many things. Uh, I love mm-hmm. sports, so yes. the Yankees game and, you know, the Knicks. I've never watched the Knicks game there, Madison Square Garden. It's just historical. Um, I absolutely love New York and would love to go any time of year, really. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. And Margaret, your third pick of the second round? Third pick, um, something I haven't done, but I want to do. Um, let's talk road trips. Yes. And, <laughs> um, because I can't say New Zealand, which I would. Yeah. But then I'll say um, Fjordland National Park and Milford Sound. Okay. Um, it is it is a World Heritage Site. Okay. And it's... Um, and this is in New Zealand? New Zealand, okay. South wow. Island. And it's apparently a home of the most, some of the most um, spectacular scenery oh, I bet. in New Zealand. Mm. So I'd want to go. I want to go to New Zealand as well, just because Lord of the Rings was filmed there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm like, how is this a real place? This cannot exist in the world. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to go and it, it will be a road trip. Oh, yeah. I have a friend from New Zealand and she always talks about how beautiful her mm-hmm. country is. And mm-hmm. I, I have to agree. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is that is an amazing destination. A little bit further than Tofino, so maybe mm-hmm. a little yeah, bit more prep yeah. needed to get there. But uh, no, I hope you will get there one day. And you have the next pick as well. I First have the pick next of the third pick. Round. Well, since Mary took Tofino, which would have definitely <laughs> been a pick for me, yes. um, I will. Um, I want to wait until my kids are just a little more older. Still, and I want to take them on an African safari. Ooh. And my top pick would probably be the uh, Maasai Mara okay. in Kenya. Kenya, wow! And um, so that's definitely to come. And you're dreaming big here, yeah. in New Zealand. You, I am dreaming. Kenya, I dream big. Nice. Did you already have this list, or is this? I, this is my list. This yes. is like parts of my bucket list that I'm disclosing Incredible. here. Yeah, Margaret's family and our family I, have tried to figure out how do you do the safari together. I have it's a like, passport, wow. and I will always be ready to go. Yes. Yeah, I have a passport too. I just don't have the money yet. <laughs> that will have to follow. I'm working up. on this. ingredients needed. One item, yeah. one bucket list item at a time. Yeah. No, that's incredible. And for me, for this third round, the second pick of the third round, I will take, oh, this is hard because I know no one will probably take this one, but I'm going to be, I'm going to take Seoul, Seoul, Korea. Hmm. Oh, wow. I'm I'm actually a city boy. A lot of people love Hawaii. I can't believe Hawaii is not even coming up yet. Um, a lot of people love Hawaii and the beach and tropical. I like that too. Mm-hmm. But um, to be honest, I love cities. Mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by them. I love the history behind them, the culture. Um, and to be honest, one of the reasons why Seoul is on the list, I've been there multiple times, but um, I want to bring my family there. Of course. And my family's never been to Korea or 
Asia for that matter. Um, and I want them to see and meet my family that's there, my cousins and uncles, and but also to be able to see, hey, daddy was born here. Mm -hmm. um, and it is an incredibly fun city. Uh, it's also got the the arts, the sports, the it's quite spectacular um, and it's very different than Vancouver. So mm -hmm. I think it's really a, a great destination. So I will uh, go there one day if God <clears throat> allows me. Um, and that's on my list. Mm -hmm. Mary. Amazing. Um, my third would be the Amalfi Coast in Italy. Ooh. With the yes. disclaimer of I'm no longer celiac when I go oh, there. No. <laughs> so I can so eat sad. all of the gluten. Yes. 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 So we're all dreaming big here. <laughs> You're dreaming for miracles, which yeah. is good. Dreaming big. It's the way to go. Yeah. yeah. But it's so beautiful and it's Italy yeah. and yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and Italy has to make it to our list. Yeah. So I, I, I thought about Rome, so I'm glad Italy is on our mm -hmm. list because it definitely deserves to be on the list mm -hmm. for sure. And Mary, you got the next pick as well, the oh, final yeah. round. Your final pick. I know my final pick. Um, don't laugh at me for this one, but I've always wanted to go to Aspen Oh, yeah, really? And just do like a ski in, ski out, yeah. mm -hmm. snow vacation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like a resort vacation. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if I'd be judged because I'd be snowboarding because I don't know how to ski. But <laughs> I, I've i just always wanted to. Oh, that sounds fun. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I have And I mean, there's here. so many Hallmark movies filmed in what's called Aspen. So <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, it's always Aspen. Most of them yeah, are, exactly. And I think most of them are filmed in Whistler, but yeah. it's okay. <laughs> or Ladner with fake yeah. snow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, um, no. I think that's a good. I think that's a good final pick. You got a pretty good uh, mm -hmm. destination there. Yeah. Um, for me, for my final pick, uh, ooh, I got a few here. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, that'll be hard. Uh, I think I'm gonna take. I have a lot of lofty dream destinations, but you know what? I think I'm gonna take. Um, I think I'm gonna take a local one that I often like to go. Victoria. Mm -hmm. it's, I want a realistic one here. Um, I don't know anyone who loves Victoria as much as you guys yeah, do. Yeah, I know. That is so true. <laughs> yes, yeah. I know. Yes. I just love What am I Victoria. missing about Victoria? <laughs> food, we should all go together. You can't eat so, if you, could eat, if you yeah. could eat gluten, you would appreciate yeah, Victoria more. We it's, have to go together so we I can I brought your see husband to Victoria. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see Victoria through Paul's no, eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but then uh, I brought some of our friends, like Pastor Jordan and a couple other people from our church. And... Um, yeah, it was a literally an average of one hour lineups to go to every restaurant we went to, it's including it, breakfast. I, I get that. Yeah, we waited an hour for breakfast, uh, <laughs> then an hour and a half for fish and chips. So, so that's kind of my food trip. But I love Victoria. It's beautiful. Mm, yeah. The people are awesome. It's I I watch I go and watch their hockey game. Their um, minor league hockey. Okay. And um, it's just I love Victoria. It's mm. just what's not to love about Victoria? And mm -hmm. The island yeah. itself is beautiful, but uh, Victoria too. Um, and Margaret, your last pick. My last pick. Well, um, like you, I have a long list here still, but uh, I'm going to go with something that I had a chance to do um, just recently, and it was gifted to me, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of experience. I got to see the Grand Canyon. Oh, yeah. I have obsessed Grand over Canyon. this canyon for such a long time, and mm. um, not only did I get to see it, I got to see it from a helicopter. <laughs> Despite oh, your yeah. height Despite, thing. Yeah. And I cried, and I was, I was just... No, I didn't cry because I was fearful. I was just so overwhelmed yeah. with the beauty and, and this incredible... Um, formation and and just getting to see it, I, I could just couldn't believe it. Um, so I'm you know thankful and and just yeah. but uh, yeah, 
with the your Grand love Canyon. of yeah, with your love of hikes and stuff, that mm-hmm. totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now you've been to the Great Fire, uh, the Valley of Fire Park in in Nevada, right? Yes, we hiked so, there. So yeah, I hiked there recently too. Uh-huh. Probably a smaller hike than you did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so you went to both that and Grand Canyon. Does it even compare? No. No. Oh no, shoot! I was hoping you say yes, so I don't have to pay money to go to Grand Canyon. You need the no, whole package. You have to put that on the list. It's it's so worth it, and I would do it again because it just it's it's the blink of an eye, really. Yeah. I mean that hmm. short flight, but yeah. um, it really left um, an imprint <laughs> yeah. on me. Oh, I yeah. bet. I bet. Yeah. Oh man. So I I feel like we got a pretty good uh, destination here. So Margaret, you have the Great Wall of China. And then you have the uh, it was it's called the Mulford Sound in New Zealand. Yeah, the the Mulford Sound, but yeah. um, also the um, uh, Fiordland National yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then you got Kenya, the safari in Africa, and then you got the Grand Canyon. I feel that's like that's right. a pretty good uh, mm-hmm. team there that you've drafted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I got Florida Keys. I got New York. I got a big city and a tropical destination. I got Seoul, a place in Asia, and I got Victoria Local. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm well rounded. Yes. Yeah. And Mary. You got Ireland, the coastlands, and what's the other part of the Ireland? Giants Causeway? Yes, yes. And then you got um, Tofino. Tofino local. So you got a local. Mm-hmm. You got a European destination. You got Italy. I feel like everyone has to have Italy. Mm-hmm. So, and then you got um, Aspen. Mm-hmm. You got a pretty diverse yeah. <laughs> team there too. I will definitely join you guys for all your trips. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like none of these You're trips invited. are too yes. bad. Yeah, yeah. No, and we we can probably maybe do Tofino or Victoria. Yeah. As do a we end this by you telling us that we're all going on vacation? No, we just won. Yeah, we won. <laughs> yeah. And honorable mentions. Any honorable mentions quickly? Um, Things that crossed your mind but never made the list. I love Malibu, California. Yes. Yes. I love Malibu. Yes. California. Not Malibu, BC. No, not no. Malibu. I just recently found and out I was going to say, BC. I was also going to yeah. say Hong Kong. Yeah, I Hong Kong. I really love yes. Hong Kong. And you've been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Maui was the first um, flying trip, like vacation trip yeah. that I took with my kids, and um, I would definitely go back. I loved it. Okay. Mm-hmm. They were like just over two, and yeah. it was the best. <laughs> By the way, Margaret, before she entered into this uh, current industry that she's in, she actually used to work in the uh, tourism. Yeah, tourism. So yes, you got around a lot. Th- I. Not enough <laughs> for the short time that I was in yeah. it, but mm. definitely I've yeah. Yeah, yeah. had a privilege to see yeah. a few things. For me, honorable mention would be uh, Santorini. Um, it just yeah, it just looks so beautiful. Mm. Yeah, like it is spectacular, and I love the history of mm. Greece, Rome, like mm-hmm. that area, Turkey, like that whole the the biblical history, but also yeah. just the, mm-hmm. the human history there. I think it's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Another city, shout out to Calgary. I loved it so much <laughs> that I want to go back. Yeah, but I felt people would criticize me. <laughs> yeah. If I put Calgary on my list. I thought people would criticize Aspen, but I would criticize Calgary. (laughs) You mean Calgary beat out Rome and Maui? It's about the memories you created. I know, I know. It's just personally special to me now. But but, hey, hey, Calgary in the summer, not in the winter. (laughs) Yeah, And and one one day we'll do Banff as well. So I I got a list and we all got a list. So I pray that one day we will be able to check off some of these lists mm-hmm. and not only visit these beautiful places but you know retreat mm-hmm. refuel mm-hmm. and be the best version of ourselves to be able to serve god be mm-hmm. on his mission and live life with a great confidence in the gospel and joy yes yeah so thanks for joining us and we hope to see uh or not see you guys i keep saying see you guys mm-hmm. but we hope to come back with another episode soon mm-hmm. thank you